Hello everyone, and welcome to Lifeline. My name is Sage Bree. Thank you for joining us for today's conversation. There's a few things that I want to cover today that I believe that God is going to lead us into. So before we jump in, let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor for who you are. Thank you for my brother and sister that is sitting down and having a conversation. Holy Spirit, we invite you here. Give us the words. Give us the wisdom, God. Give us our daily bread, Lord. Forgive us of our sins. Holy Spirit, we repent. God, show us the danger of sin. Show us why you ask us not to. Not even that you ask, but that you direct us not to. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Holy Spirit, we also forgive those who have sinned against us. Thank you for reminding me that that's also important. Yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, we are going to talk about sin. What is sin? If you're familiar with Christian culture as a whole, perhaps you're also familiar with the over-exuberance and under-emphasis of sin and its dangers. I'm reading a couple books right now. One of them is called Maximize the Manhood. And what it's talking about is really how we have psychologized, I'm going to say that, sin right we don't have a sin issue we have a trauma issue we don't have a sin issue we have a depression issue we have a a sadness issue right and so it gives us an excuse as to why we do what we do when really God says just don't do that and when I was reading it was really convicting me and challenging me because it was like exact sentences I said were in the book (laughs) and I was like yikes okay God calling me out for real when you hear sin maybe what you see are the people on the street corners in the marketplace at the college campuses with the picket signs talking about you're going to hell turn to burn right maybe when you hear sin you think of being separated from the one you love who's God When you hear sin, perhaps what you see is a blemish on your not-so-perfect life. Sin is a lot of things, and what it truly is, is as defined, is missing the mark. But what mark are we missing? We're missing the mark of doing what was asked of us, being holy and set apart, not participating in the ways of the world, but participating in the ways of the kingdom heaven sin if you have heard my story and as you've joined us for previous conversations you're familiar with my background right I studied psychology and criminal justice for four years and then I also went and got a degree in church leadership with the emphasis in pastoral ministries and I also have a minor in biblical studies So the Lord has blessed me with a lot of knowledge and has opened many doors. And with that, a word that God had given to me 
was that my heart was torn in two. Meaning, I psychoanalyzed everything. And God said, hey, what's spirit is spirit. You can't psychoanalyze that. And just now, I'm understanding what he was talking about. That was like five years ago. And just now, I'm understanding he's giving me the revelation of that word. So I want to share with you guys a story. Recently, I started this TV show. Uh, It's been fairly popular since it came out. I'm not going to say the name and things like that. But if you know, you know. If you don't, in this show, it, it shows two people having various life stresses, right? And they meet at this store, like a hardware store, and they get in this road rage incident. And through that, they both lash out at each other, and it sets off a catastrophic turn of events right spoiler alert I'm going to spoil it that's why I didn't give you the show name Uh, I'm not done with the show yet but regardless the wife ends up having an affair with the dude who she had road trip with the brother right and it's like whoa what in the world now they're lying they're stealing this dude goes to church has an encounter with God right like they're singing (laughs) they're singing a worship song and I was surprised to be honest with you because sometimes they don't say Jesus, uh, what are they singing? Oh, come to the altar. And this dude, like, he's crying, and he has his experience, and he goes back, and he tells his family. He's like, man, it was like, I felt I felt the presence of God. And his cousin, which the Lord has also been speaking to me, is just like, the demonic spirits acting within him. Like, I'm familiar, this is a TV show. And there's also, like, real life as well in in one way or another like this dude's talking about like I want to get my life back on track like I didn't realize how jacked up I was well his cousin's like nah dude like you need to go deeper in with me and this will fix your issues and I'm sitting here I'm just like this is what sin does like yeah they already had some issues within their own lives that just kind of catapulted stuff And it really all took a turn when they acted out on a sin. And God was really challenging me and convicting me. Because it's how far am I willing to go? That's why like when I believe that he gave the word, I'm going to vindicate you. You know, we talked about this not too long ago together. That God's going to vindicate you. Well, it's because anger opens the door to a lot of other things. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to go cheat. doesn't mean you're going to go hurt somebody. doesn't mean you're going to go steal. And it also doesn't mean that you're not going to. We don't know what we're going to do. So that's why we pray, God, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. Because sin is a real issue. It's a real thing. Recently, I've been watching this show on YouTube. Um, I forget the name of the guy that has the show. I know his first name's Michael. He's on Daily Wire. But he sits down with all these different people and he has these conversations. And recently, <laughs> thank you, God. I was about to say, recently, I've been getting into the occult and witchcraft. <laughs> it's like, no, I have not. But <laughs> I've been getting into the topics of it, right? I've been doing some deeper research, being like, wow, how did one person get here? Because that's not necessarily how everybody starts off. 
You know, there's another story with this guy. His mom had sacrificed him to the witch. Um, and he became a witch, like, right at birth. And it's no different from what Christians do. We dedicate our children to God. She dedicated her child to the devil. And so it's one of those things where it's like Satan copies what God does. And all these people who were practicing witchcraft, New Ageism, um, practicing occultism, they all talk about how most of the stuff they do involves the Bible in one way or another. So most of the time, unless you're in occultism, mainly with witchcraft, because occultism is just straight up Satan worship. Like, that's what it is. But witchcraft is very vague, right? In this... I'm sitting here and I'm just like that could have been me I remember when I was younger okay I was interested in uh, what, what, what are those things called lucid dreaming I was interested in sleep paralysis I was interested in all these psychic powers because that was like the TV shows we would watch and stuff but it's also something to think about but it was like I would entertain these thoughts and the Lord would always protect me. He wouldn't let me go past a certain point. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. You know, I had my family praying over me and other people praying over me. Not everybody has that. And that's why a lot of people, they don't have that block not letting them go past a certain area. But a lot of these people, they believe that they're doing good. Like, nobody wakes up for the most part talking about, like, huh, I'm going to be an absolute menace today. <laughs> Not really, people aren't really talking like that. For the most part, people get into these things <clears throat> because as they talk about, like, these different types of witchcraft, um, like you have white, black, red, and they all, oh, green, and they have, like, these different things that they do. Right? Like, white witchcraft is healing. Black is, like, harm. Green is nature. Um, I forget what the red one is. <clears throat> but they're like, I thought I was doing something good. Like, I got into it to help people. And as they're giving all these stories, they go, next thing I find out, like, I'm getting attacked by these demons. And they're having these demonic encounters. And something that I believe is really interesting is that we believe in the existence of demons, but we won't acknowledge the existence of angels. We believe in the existence of Satan, but we refuse to acknowledge the, the existence, thank you, of Jesus Christ. And there's a reason for that. So it's one of those things where we really get to sit down and evaluate. I'm reading as well, the 21 Fundamental Laws of Leadership, 10th Anniversary Edition, by John Maxwell. And one of the laws he talks about is the law of navigation. And simply what that is, in order to navigate, you need to do extensive research. How else are you going to plot a course for where you want to go? And someone has probably been there before. So how about we do some research of the past? What were the successes, the failures, the things that helped, the things that were detrimental? What are things about my own self that are a strength 
What are some things about my own self that are weaknesses? How can I build a team to where we complement one another, to where we can maximize our bandwidth? Because leadership essentially is gathering a group of people, having a vision, creating a plan, and executing it in each one's own strength. That's what leadership is all about. So when we talk about sin, what sin chooses to say is it it's all about me. It's all about Sage Breed personally. It's not about you. No, Sage, you're sad. Well, forget everybody else. You do what makes you happy. No, Sage, you, you want some personal time? Well, screw all your, your relationships. Screw all your responsibilities. Just go ahead and do this. Right? This morning, bruh, so my alarm went off. And when I woke up, I was like, okay, thank you, God, for today. Next thing I know, I'm waking up again. <laughs> like, 15 minutes later, I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's like 5.30 in the morning. I'm like, it's like I'm in a different world and I was confronted with a choice remain faithful in my commitment to God or start doing something else because to be honest I don't wake up every morning talking about I want to spend 45 minutes in prayer and devotion sometimes I really do and sometimes not so much but nonetheless, I committed, God, you get the first 45 minutes to, like, obviously as much as he wants, but at bare minimum, 45 minutes of my day. So it's one of those things of, okay, God, you committed to me. I can at least commit to you. Even with this Daniel fast, y'all, I don't like to talk about fasts because um, the Bible says, you know, don't do these things seeking seeking praise from people. And I'm sharing this with you guys specifically as an encouragement and to be vulnerable. This Daniel fast has been kicking my butt. I'm like, oh my gosh, I did not realize how much of a challenge it was going to be. Right? Remember how freaking arrogant I sounded at the beginning? Oh, I don't believe that Daniel fast is very biblical. Right? Man, sorry, Lord. And God's like, boy, I'm going to get you. <laughs> Man, it has been kicking my butt. Yesterday, I made some food to eat, and I started eating it, and I was like, I hate this. I don't want to eat it. And I was like, thank you, God, that I can say that, right? Because not everybody has that. It was just like, like, it's sitting on my desk right now. I was like, I don't want to eat that. Uh, I'm going to eat it. I'm not going to waste food. But it was like I was doing a job yesterday, and, man, I was so tempted to break the fast. Like, I kid you not. Like, he goes, hey, man, well, let me let me buy you something. Um, you want to go to Whataburger? And I was like, I can't. Like, I'm not able to eat that. And he goes, not even the fries? And I was like, not even the fries, dude. I can't eat the fries. And he was like, oh, man, like, you want to go here? And I was like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm, like, getting bummed out. He goes, well, where can you go? I was like, I can go to Chipotle, you know, and you... He was like, I don't, I don't like Chipotle. I was like, so we came back home. Let me tell you what, I smashed a whole box of Triscuits. Like yesterday was just one of those days where I did not want to eat like actual food, so I just ate Triscuits. And um, yeah, <laughs> it's like that. But I'm saying, because we made a commitment, we we get to sacrifice unto the Lord. We get to remain strong. 
And temptations are going to come. They will. So it's just one of those things where we remain steadfast in the strength of the Lord. Because, man, I tell you what, I've been praying a lot. <laughs> been getting a lot of revelation from God. From what I believe. And it's just like, you know what? A fast is fast. I believe fast food. Do water only. I stand by that statement completely. And, bro, come on. Like, I'm not oblivious. Like, I've done music fasts. I've done sweet. I've done sweet fasts. I've done TV fasts. Media fasts. Social media fasts. I've done all these different kind of things. Nothing hits like a food fast. Yesterday, I was trying to figure out why my body was tweaking so much. But it's because I hadn't had any, like, sugar in a while. And I was like, oh, snap. So I went to the store and I got a mango. And my body immediately calmed down. And it was just like, whoa. What sin does is it says, hey, you have a craving I know you you said you or you can't have this, but just eat it this one time. Like it's gonna be okay. That's what sin is. But something that we often don't think about is the price we have to pay for it. It'll weigh on your conscience. It's gonna cause you, you know. It, well, it's not gonna cause you to do anything, but it's gonna tempt you to dig deeper. It's gonna tempt you to lie. It's going to tempt you to act like it didn't happen. It's going to tempt you not to confess because it's not that big of a deal. Right? So I didn't go to any restaurants yesterday as I shared. I had a box of Triscuits and a mango and water. But imagine if I went out to eat. Well, then I would have had to face like, God, I broke my commitment. I would have had to face my church, my girlfriend. Y'all, I broke my commitment. And that's a lot of pressure at times, right? And so it's just one of those things of, yeah, I got to stand strong, right? And so flee temptation. Like, I got in that car, my boy, I went straight to the store so I could buy something to eat. But sin is dangerous. It's, it's literally a threat. Sin will trick you. Because essentially what it is, we talked about it briefly when we, when we sat down and discussed worship. But sin is a sacrifice to another God that's not Yahweh. Why? Because God says, bring me everything. Everything. I wrote this song called All For Who. And it's just saying, like in the chorus, it goes, here am I, I've been by your side. Open eyes, they're open wide. Nothing has passed you by. I'm all for you. Be all for me. And that song is one of my favorites. Uh, shameless plug, bro. Uh, check out my, my album, my music. You Have My Heart, Sage Breed on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, YouTube. That song was my prayer. You know, I believe that the Lord had really given me that. And it's just like... I've been tempted with believing like God, like you're overlooking me. But he told me, he gave me a name and uh, it's Obadiah. Obadiah. 
the Lord has hidden. And it's just one of those things of thank you, God, for your hiding because there are things in my heart that if you did not take care of, I would not be able to go where you wanted me to be. So that's why sometimes we go through these extreme seasons, the extreme moments of intense isolation, of intense solitude, of intense consecration. Why? Because consecration is necessary for you to accomplish the task that God wants to partner with you in. If you don't get on your face, like I'm talking like face to carpet, like I do that, like I lay on my floor. If you don't cry out to the Lord in prayer, not every prayer needs to be you yelling and whatnot. But there's things that we do that God asks us to do to show us, hey, I'm with you and this is how I want to be worshipped. This is how I want to be talked to. This is how I want to be praised. That's why oftentimes we can get into these skirmishes. And it's just like, James chapter 4 says, why do you quarrel? Why do you fight? because you lust and do not have and it's like I have not because I don't ask God and when I ask him I'm asking for selfish motives so I feel good not so he gets glory and there's nothing wrong with both however there is something wrong if one comes before the other God needs to be the first and foremost God I'm asking you to bless me so I can give you glory. And I would also like for this reason. But it can't be, God, I want you to bless me for this reason and and you'll get you'll get your glory, God. Like don't worry, like I got you, bro. Like you already know I'm gonna give you glory. Like come on now. And God's looking at like mm, Sage's heart's not ready. With these different thoughts, with these different attitudes, with these different notions, there's going to be a moment in time where you're faced with the reality that sin is actually keeping you from God. Because it actually is. Sin creates a separation because God is holy. God clothes us in righteousness. And when we sin, we take off that garment. Why? Because we cannot wear our righteousness to go do sin. So we literally have to take it off. It's like, I remember back when I was really struggling with drug addiction. It was so funny. Most of my Christian garments, they're like church apparel or like Christian school or Christian artists. Something's going to tell you I'm a Christian based on the clothes I wear. And I remember I would change my clothes to go do something. And God would just be like, you're literally taking off your blessing, your protection to go do that. And people would look at me, they'd be like, what are you doing in here? Like, they would actually like ask me that. Like, what are you doing here? Who asks that? But they could tell I didn't belong. 
So stop sinning. I guess it's a real thing. And it's something that I've had to share with myself. You are capable when you ask the Lord to give you the strength to do it. Nobody says be perfect. Romans chapter 6 says, just because we have grace, should we keep on sinning? No. You're slaves to righteousness. You're not slaves to sin. So do what righteousness says to do. Paul also says in one of his letters, Hey, uh, you don't have to do what your flesh is telling you to do. You're not obligated to sin. And it's like, I don't have to do that. I'm not going to do that. So there's these moments where we have to come to a decision within ourselves. We, we must plan the law of navigation. My friend, we must plan. Before I get there, what am I going to do when I get there? I'm going to be tempted. So what am I going to do before I get there? It's going to happen. And we're fooling ourselves if we think it's not. I have a plan in place when I start to get angry. Now, whether I execute it or not, different story. But nonetheless, I have a plan. I have a plan for when I get depressed. I have a plan for when I get sad. I have a plan for when I get prideful. I have a plan for when I get arrogant. Why? Because I'm going to go to my default. So God says, you're a new creation. You have a new default. It's these different things that we wrestle with. But it takes time. It takes time to plan. That's why a lot of times we really we really don't. We just kind of wake up being like, we ball, right? <laughs> I just imagine in my head, just, we ball. <laughs> anyway. Oftentimes, that's how we live our life. It's like, hey man, whatever happens, happens. Yes and no, right? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. If you don't cart, cart, chart a course for where you want to go, it's going to be kind of difficult to get there, right? So in this book, 21 Fundamental Laws of Leadership, John Maxwell talks about the law of process. And essentially what's going on is he's saying, man, you have to have a mode wrap road map. Sorry, my words are getting twisted, my boy. Let me drink some water. Get some oxygen to my brain. <clears throat> he talks about the law of process. And in there, he discusses the necessary need for a road map. If you don't have a plan on how you're going to grow as a person, how you're going to grow spiritually, you're not going to grow. That's something that's very challenging. So like for me, I had come to realize I didn't have those words, but I was like, oh, I kind of do that and I need to get more serious about it. I plan my growth. I'm going to read at least one book a month. Now he, he said, you know, plan your books out ahead of time. Personally, I don't really do that. I read a book, and then, you know, if God highlights another one to me, then I'll read that. But it's like the last book I read. It was called Leadership, and, um, God, what was that book called? 
Leadership and Self-Deception is what it was called. And I've talked about it on here before. I'm also reading this. Oh. I've talked about it a couple times. It's taken me a little while to read it. The Art of Clear Thinking is a really good book. It talks about decision making. Oh, well, you know what? I'll figure that out later. <laughs> right. uh, here's another one. This one, Shelby and I read together. Right. The Awe of God. This one's really good. It talks about uh, holy fear. Okay, I'm just going to put all these books here. I'm like, oh, I'll set them there. And it's like, mm, it's a little bit harder than I thought. I'm sharing these things because sometimes we don't know where to start with, like, reading. You know, I make sure that I'm in the Bible every day. Every day. So, like, right now, I finished the New Testament, and I'm currently in the Old Testament. I started in Deuteronomy because something that really was curious to me, Matthew chapter 4. Jesus is out in the wilderness after a fight. After a fight. Jesus is in the wilderness during a fast. And after his fast, the devil comes up to him and starts to tempt him. Every verse that Jesus quoted was from Deuteronomy. So I said, man, maybe there's something there, right? <laughs> But as I'm reading, it's, it keeps talking about like, hey, write these laws down. Write the things I'm saying down. Put them on your door. Put them on the entrance of your door. Put them on your heart. Write them on your forehead. In fact, write them on a board, get a nail, and tack it to your forehead. Talk about it at dinner. Talk about it when you wake up. That way when your kids ask, oh my gosh, like why, why, why are we doing all these things? Why is all this scripture everywhere? You can have the conversation of how Yahweh delivered you. And I'm just like, hmm. You know, I do that, right? My mom and I, we do that. I got verses on my door. I can't open my door without seeing them. I got verses over my bed. You know, I have verses right here. It's like it's everywhere on my phone. Uh, I take constant screenshots. So every time I'm scrolling through something, it's like, bam. I write down these things and I hide them in my drawer. So whenever I'm there, I'm like, oh, oh, whoa. And I sit there and I read the verse. I intentionally put those there. You know, even if I don't want to sit down and read the Bible, I'll listen to it. I'm in it every day. Oftentimes, uh, my close people have heard me say, I don't believe you need to read the Bible every day. However, I do believe you need to interact with it every day. Whether you're quoting or reciting a scripture to yourself, whether you're reading it, whether you're listening to it, okay, like the actual Bible. I'm not talking a sermon. I'm not talking a podcast. Those things are good, but those are like vitamins, right? They're supplemental. You still need to eat your food. Just because I take vitamin A, the B complex, vitamin C, D, E, K, um, biotin, magnesium, iron, uh, folate, niacin. Just because I take all these different things, the omega-3s, it's like, I actually need to eat food, though. <laughs> right? Just because I have protein powder doesn't mean that that is the only thing 
I get my protein from. I need to have actual food because that's just a supplement. You need to actually eat the word of God. God, give us today our daily bread. But what did Jesus say? Hey, break this bread. It's my body, broken for you. Mm. So it's just one of these things that sin is going to try and push you further and further away from time with God because now you feel dirty. Now you feel unworthy. Now you just don't even want to because you're doing other things. Like, no, God, like I'll talk to you later. I'm about to go hang out with my friends or I'm about to go do this. There's been multiple times where God's like, hey, Sage, I want you to spend some time in prayer. And I'm like, oh, God, I can't because I'm going to go sin. <laughs> right? Like, I didn't say that, but I had in mind I'm going to go sin. And so it's just one of those things where it's like, God, deliver me. And give me the strength to go with you. Because it's hard. It's a real challenge. It really is. So feed your spirit. A lot of people, they talk about your spirit, man. Sure. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. Feed your spirit. Paul says we crucify our flesh. It's painful. I was talking with one of my, my friends, one of my buddies. And I was like, man, let's, let's remember what Jesus said. If you want to call yourself my disciple, you got to deny yourself, pick up your cross daily, and follow me. What does that mean? Well, to deny yourself is simply saying no. You're abstaining from something. You're saying no to yourself and yes to the desires of God. And oftentimes when we hear that, perhaps what you're thinking is like, see, God doesn't want me to do anything. Allow me to sharpen your perspective and I submit this thought to you. If that's your thought, it's because you have a misunderstanding of God. Because as we fulfill God's desires, it's actually fulfilling us. When the fulfillment of God and His will is our desire, He takes care of us. So deny yourself. Pick up your cross. When, when a person picked up their cross in the Greco-Roman era, it was because they were going to die that day. It just is what it is. So it's those thoughts, it's those things that we hold on to. It's like, God's asking me to do this. Okay. I'm not going to make it out alive today. Why? Because the Bible says, I am crucified with Christ. And I will also be resurrected with him. Follow me, is what Jesus said. So it's like, okay, God, I'll deny myself so I can fulfill your will. I'm going to pick up my cross and be prepared. I'm going to follow you. And it's a daily thing. Right, and sometimes we get in the mindset of, oh man, so exhausting. Like I just want to do what I want to do. Can I just like just do this this one time? Right. That does come about. So have a plan in place for what you're gonna do. Like whenever I have those thoughts, I go, okay, God. Well, you know what, man? You know, just thank you, and I just start thanking him. 
Just start thanking him when you have those thoughts. I got another story. When I gave my life to Christ, Satan was there too. And every time I would try to get my life back on track, Satan would come walking by with the very things that I liked. Being like, you sure you don't want this one more time? You sure you don't want to talk to this person one more time? You sure you want to participate in this one more time? I took it sometimes. And I ended up hurting people. I ended up breaking trust between me and others. I ended up hurting myself. I ended up breaking trust within myself. And I couldn't trust myself. So that's why people try to argue with me and I I just let them have it because clearly it's not about me. But I tell them, I said, I don't put myself in these situations and they try to like dog me for it. They're like, well, well, you can be in those situations. I'm like, look, man, maybe you. They go, no, you, you, you Sage Breed. I'm like, stop. No, I know myself. Why would I put myself there? Bro, and they get heated at me. It's like, back up, bro. If that's not your issue, then why are you bugging me about it? This is mine. It's like, I'm not going to walk into a bar or I'm not going to go to Specs. I'm not going to go... Uh, I'm not going to be calling all these places. I'm not going to go to these liquor stores being like, hmm, hmm, hmm. I don't have an issue with drinking. I don't have an issue with people drinking. I know it's difficult for me to slow up when I drink. So, uh, more often than not, I don't drink. Duh. And people are like, you can't have one, you can't have two. And it's like, I'm not going to have any, bro, because for what purpose? For what purpose? And so that's me. That's me, Sage Breed. That's my conviction. It's not a commandment for you. But it's even like, and, and people look at me weird when I say this, but I stand by it and I'm going to continue to do it. Right? Not in a rude way. It's like at the gym. When I started going to the gym, I struggled so hard with the sexual immorality type of lust. Like, I would look at these girls, bro, because they're hot. They're attractive. And God said, you're wrong for that. <laughs> right? Even when I wasn't dating anybody, he was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, you're wrong for that. You're committing adultery. Say you're an adulterer. I'm like, I'm not even talking to him. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, anybody who looks at a woman lustfully has committed adultery with her in his heart. Come on now. Yeah, we got to be in our Bible. And so it's like, oh, snap. Like, I'm cheating on God. Now that I'm in a relationship, if I look at a woman like that, I'm cheating on Shelby. And it's like, "Mm mm-mm. So when I'm at the gym, specifically, right... (laughs) I don't shake girls' hands. I won't do it. I don't ask their name. Now, they can give me their name and, you know, I'll call them by their name because they have a name. But I don't ask. I'm like, oh, I'm Sage. Who are you? I don't do that. I'm on my own zone. I tell my friends, don't introduce me to your female friends. I don't want to meet them. Not here, at least. 
So it's one of those things where it's like, I know myself. Maybe you can do that. And bro, props props to you. That's great. Know yourself. I'm not going to put myself in a situation. I know better. So there's moments like even when I'm tired at nighttime. Or just go to bed. Just go to bed. Or at least don't be scrolling on the phone. Right? Read a book. If you don't want to go to sleep. I don't know. Watch a TV show or something. You don't even be scrolling. But it's like, don't put yourself in these situations. Sin is going to trick you and sometimes make you think that it's okay. God's okay with this. He understands. Yeah, he understands that you're sinning. Yes, he loves you. Yes, there's grace for you. Yes, there's forgiveness. And there's also consequences for your actions. And the consequence is separation from God. The consequence is the pain that will ensue. Why? Because the Bible says in Romans, the wages of sin is death. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. So it's just one of those things where we really get to deeply consider, is this worth it? Is this worth the price? It's not. Jesus paid it all. That doesn't mean you just get to go spend what he gave you. Steward it. Steward your life well. Have a budget for your life. Y'all, this is the real deal. You want to be successful? You want to be disciplined? It starts here. Man, I encourage you, go into your time of prayer. And say, God, give me a budget for my life. Not just with your finances. With your time, with your mental energy, your emotional energy, your physical energy. How are you going to a lot today? Everybody plans different. You know, I used to, whenever I was coaching and, and doing admissions and all that stuff, I would plan months out. When I was pastoring, I would plan three months out. You know, now I plan week to week. So it's just one of those things where it's like, <clears throat> know yourself in the rhythm, know what season that you're in. And that comes with time. You know, I've sat down with a lot of my friends and I said, hey, if you want to sit down and create a schedule, I'll do that. Like I have templates ready to go. They're just plug and play. So reach out to me. I'll send them to you for free. You can have them. Right? If you want a list of easy read books, man, I have them. Hit me up. You know, hop in my DM, comment, book, you know, all those different things. And I'm going to send them to you. You get to start somewhere. Nobody's saying you need to read a book a month. Shoot, read a book a year. Right? Or you can break it down in quarters. Read a book every quarter. Every three months. Start somewhere. And eventually you're going to get hungry for it because now you have a new appetite. It's the real deal. During this Daniel fast, it's changed my, my palate a little bit. I had that mango and I was like, oh my gosh, this mango is sweet, dude. Why is this mango so sweet? But mangoes 
I mean, they were sweet, but they weren't like that. But it's because I haven't been eating all this processed sugar. It's just those things that, man, let's, let's actually think about them. Why are we doing what we're doing? How is this affecting my life? Who is hurting because I'm sinning? So just like this TV show, man, one sin caused a cascade of effects. You have a real life enemy who's plotting on you. We don't know his name, but the Bible calls him Satan, the accuser. So it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm going to get serious. I'm going to get real. I'm not going to let anything stop me. No matter how much it hurts, I can do it. And tell yourself these things. You know, if you don't like yourself and you're tempted to bully yourself and be mean to yourself, I encourage you look in the mirror and say one nice thing about yourself. Do that daily. People will laugh at me in the gym. You know, I would dab myself up in the mirror. I just fist bump all the time. And at first people laugh, but then they go, why do you do that? I said, because I got to encourage myself because people aren't always going to be around. That's what David says. I encourage myself in the Lord. Be kind to yourself. Find ways that you can thank God for what you have. Because sin is so tempting because we stop being grateful somewhere along the way. So exercise, thankfulness, exercise gratitude. That's how we can fight against sin. God, thank you so much for today. God, thank you for my family. God, thank you for my instruments. I used to pray and ask God for multiple guitars. I have five now. And it's like, I got two that I really don't use. I have my acoustic. I have two electrics. I have bass. But it's easy to covet something and be like, oh, man, God, I just want this one. I just want, I just want this. I just want that. And God's like, my son, but look, look at what you have. Use what you have. So use what you have. If you struggle with lust, not necessarily just in a sexual way, but lusting after something that you don't have, like, oh, man, I really want that car. Man, I really want that person. I really want that food. I really want that phone. I really want this software. I really want... Be grateful, right? And it's going to kill that lust. Be grateful. Thank you, God. Thank you for the phone that I have. Thank you for the car that I have. Bruh, I used to drive a 1999 Honda CRV. Shout out. That thing was great. I wanted a new car. And so I started taking care of my CRV. I used to hop back to that thing like no other, bro. But then I said, no more. I'm going to keep it clean. Then I started being thankful for it. God blessed me with the truck. Unfortunate events happened. Truck got totaled. Right, hydroplane on the highway. Three car pileup. It was just like, Okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Well, God blessed me with another vehicle. 
And sometimes I do joke about it. It's not a good joke. But it's like, man, I don't like this card. Like, I never wanted it. I was in a situation where I was forced to get it. But nonetheless, I take care of it. I'm grateful to God for it. I keep it clean to the best of my ability. I do my best to keep up with the maintenance on it. It's like, God, you blessed me with this car. Uh, please give me a different one. <laughs> but in the meantime, I'm going to take care of what I have. I'm going to continue being grateful. I'm going to continue praying for it. Sin will tempt you to be ungrateful. Well, really, Satan will tempt you to be ungrateful, which invites sin. So if you want to fight sin, flee temptation and be grateful. You can't fight temptation. It's not a thing. It's not possible. It's not doable. So let's celebrate. Right. I'm going to say a prayer and a blessing over you. God, thank you for my friend. Thank you that you see him, that you love him, that you hear him, that you know them. Thank you for their life, God. Thank you that you said no weapon formed against them will prosper in Jesus' name. That any tongue that rises up against them will be condemned. Thank you, Father God, that your hand is over their life. Bless them with your spirit of gratitude. Bless them with your spirit of love. Thank you, God. Deliver them from evil. We love you. In Jesus' name. Y'all, I'm proud of you. I love you very much. I pray for you all the time. Man, y'all, continue. Continue, you know, talking. I enjoy your feedback. We have countless discussions on a week-to-week basis. When you guys call me, when you text me, when you comment. Like, this, this is... I'm grateful because the Lord has blessed us with a community and a circle of people who want to grow. Right, We talked about our vision of Lifeline. It's to walk alongside our brothers and sisters, teaching and encouraging them in the way of Jesus Christ so they can go do the same. That's why we're here. right? And the way we're doing that is through just sitting down and talking. But ultimately, you have a plan. You have a goal. And we're here as a guide, as a tool for you to accomplish everything that you want to accomplish. Go in peace, my friend. I love you. And we'll see you again next week. Peace.